0: Everybody, this is Phil Town. And this is Danielle Town. We're back. Welcome. Welcome to the Invested Podcast. Yeah. Sorry about last week. We uh, just got weathered out and never got even anything up. It was just the way it went.
1: It so, was just like one thing that. after another, and the internet wouldn't work. And then I just said to myself, this is the gods do not want this to happen. Accept it. But and here then we did. are. We're back. Did you know that the gods control the internet?
0: The gods of the internet control the internet, apparently. <laughs> I'll buy that. Um, yeah, what, what are we talking about today? We're talking well, about... Yeah, tell us. Vista Outdoors.
1: We we did Vista it, guys. Outdoors. We are on track. For our long-term listeners, you know we get off track. Hopefully mm. in an like, excellently... Uh, educational and fun way, but which is,
0: educational and fun?
1: Yeah, it's I like Bill and Ted's excellent of adventure. of thousands of
0: dollars for your education at Wellesley, Oxford, NYU Law, and you just said excellently.
1: Yes. <laughs> Would you like to rephrase?
0: <laughs> now let's move on <laughs> to Vista Outdoors. Vista Outdoors. Now, why in the world are we talking about Vista Outdoors, you guys? And I, I, I'm really thinking back several podcasts where we came upon it. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that it. the reason we're even looking at this is because it appears to be massively on sale. This appears to be a company which you can buy so cheaply, it's really kind of scary that it's so cheap.
1: Well, wow. and the crazy thing is that we came upon it not because of any sort of price knowledge or an event that we knew about. It was just because we were talking about random helmets, <laughs>
0: right? It and we <laughs> were talking about sports gear. helmets, sports gear, and that led us to Bell. And I looked up Bell Helmets, and sure enough, Vista Outdoors owns Bell Helmets, so here we are, we're, we're sort of back with it now. And, uh, it's an interesting, interesting thing to dig into a company. So I thought we'd just show you guys a little bit about how I go about that. And Daniel's Wonderful. ideas on that. And we'll see if it can help you guys think about how to look at things. So let's start, let's just start remembering the very, 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 very basics here. And that is we would like to own and. I I'm not even sure we've ever really expressed it like this in all these years. <clears throat> but here we go. We would like to own a company that is a compounder. Have we ever said that before?
1: Mm, I don't know if we've ever said that before.
0: Tell me more. It's, it's another way to think about this. We mm-hmm. want to own a company which will take the money we put in it. Let's say we put in a, um, a, a $10,000 in this company. And we would like that company to compound our money at a very high rate of return, preferably a minimum of 15% a year, which will double our money every five years. And we would like that to go on for our whole life. That would be ideal. Now, unfortunately, most companies won't go that long, right? They, they're they going to run into competition eventually, or their industry changes or whatever. But some companies do. And that's so that remains our ideal, that we have this literally a multi-generational company that would be ideal right mm-hmm. <clears throat> so if we bought coca-cola super good price sometime down the road and we didn't mind that it was making people obese we thought that was fun and we, we so our values aligned with coca-cola and i'm being facetious there then it's possible that we could have owned that company for over 100 years um, we could Which have owned is walmart for 50 a good years thing. Like yeah, that's what we're that's thing. what we're going for, right? That's what we're trying to do, because look at it this way, you guys. Um, a lot of people like me love to do stock investing, stock research, digging into it. I love to bang around the numbers. I love to think about it all the time. That's what I do. I mean, I really enjoy it. Danielle, do you love it that much?
1: No, I hate now? that part. Or... No.
0: Okay, hate that part. But you I should like say some I hate
1: part that part. I've started to like it. But, you know, my insides on some level still really don't like it.
0: But what I bet you do like is the idea that you've put money into something that's like almost like a U.S. Treasury bond. Instead of giving you 2 percent a year, it gives you 15 percent a year and it keeps on going just like a U.S. Treasury bond. Almost forever, it just keeps on going and doubling your money every every five years. Or if you really hit a big home run, you might have one that doubles your money every three years for a long time. But let's just say five years. That's a fifteen percent compounder. That's a really good one, and that would be like every five years you double. So if you put in ten thousand now at let's say age twenty three or twenty four, um, and you're you're now let's say seventy three, so you've done this for fifty years, and each 5 year period that 10,000 has doubled so let's see how many of those there are there right it's like 50 years every 5 years it doubles so there's 10 doubles in 50 years so that 10,000 becomes what do you think i'm thinking it's a million dollars just that one investment it's 10 20 40 80 160 320 640 oh man it's way more than that 1.2 million million, uh, 5 million, 10 million, sorry, it's $10 million. Did I do that right? Wait. It's okay, guys, the rule of 72 is so cool. We talked about this a million years ago, but let me just bring it up again because that's what I'm using in my head is I know I'm targeting a 15% return. I divide 15 into 72 and I get five. I get five. That means every five years, This stock, this theoretical stock, will double my $10,000. So I start when I'm 23, but with $10,000. By the time I'm 28, I have $20,000. At 33, I have $40,000. With me so far? Yeah. Okay. At 33, I have $40,000. At 38, I have $80,000. At 43, I have $160,000. At 48, I have $320,000 right? Because it's doubling the whole enchilada every five years. That's That means the money I leave in it, I'm just leaving my 10,000 in there and it is compounding this money within with growth that it is creating on its own. So I'm 53 years old and I've forgotten how many monies I've got. I've really lost it there. It's about 30 years. So it's about six doubles. Um, 20, 40, Eighty one, sixty three, twenty six, forty. 640 yeah i got 640,000 on 53 1.2 million at 58 2.5 million at 63 5 million at 65 uh, at uh, 68 and at 73 years old you got 10 million dollars from one investment of $10,000 at age 23 that was a 50 year compounder and they exist they do happen out there they do yeah Okay, so that's the first thing, is we're looking for a compounder, something that can compound our money for a long, 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 long time at a at a very high rate of return. That's what we would like. Okay, now. Yeah, I mean, everybody listening that that is going mind.
1: like, I mean, it doesn't really go like that. <laughs> what do you mean it doesn't really go like that? Like over time it does, if it's a really great company. Mm-hmm. but they go up and down oh, like and up and down and up years, and down every... and up and right. Sure. Um,
0: well, it, it and does. therein if you're lies about, the wait, difficulty wait, me, of sticking wrong. with it. That, you're wrong. You're wrong. Wrong. Big mistake and a big psychological error that you're making. If you think that what we're talking about is the market price, what we're talking about is the value of this $10,000 is doubling every five years. Not the market price. The market price could triple in five years and then go nowhere for five years or then go down for five years and then go up for.
1: Oh well, now that's something I different. think you've never said. You're talking about the value of the company.
0: Yeah, uh, man, if I've never said that, that is a gigantic uh, um, a gigantic error, really because to to think that what we're talking about is market price, is only the case when the market and the value are coming together, which we know they will, Yeah, yeah, and they do, they do periodically over time. But we certainly don't think about the company in terms of its market price any more than we would think about, I guess, uh, the house that we own, that we're renting, right, we've got a rental and it's renting and producing all this money, really wouldn't need to think about that house in terms of the market price at all. Hmm. I just know that over a long period of time, it's going to be a lot more valuable or a farm, right? With other farmers selling their property for high and low prices, whatever. Really, we just are looking at the value of the business relative to the earnings of the business, Mm -hmm. to the free cash flow. And and that's all we need to keep our eye on as long as that's good.
1: I think that distinction gives me such peace like that distinction is what made me shift from wanting nothing to do with investing in the market to going like oh i still want nothing to do with the market and i don't really have to have anything to do with the market like oh, it's not a shift sick. to like oh now i'm comfortable no 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 right right <laughs> i'm still not comfortable <laughs> it's right. a shift to i can just not totally ignore it, but mostly ignore it, which is frankly what I do. Oh, and I, I really
0: think you can, you can really totally ignore it. I often
1: honestly. feel guilty because people will say to me, you know, how's XYZ company doing? And I'm like, honestly, I have no idea. Like, what did, oh, did they drop yesterday? Didn't know that. No clue. Right. And, and I kind of have no interest in go in going and looking that up. And I usually feel kind of guilty about that because I kind of think like, oh, I should be more up on these things. Um, But I'm just, I just don't care.
0: At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Well, you might, you might feel, I, you shouldn't care. I think that's perfect. Honestly, you should not care what the market's doing. Um, I listened to, to Charlie Munger say once that if, if, if you can't stomach, the company that you own going down by 50%, then you really have no business being an investor. Totally. The way we do it. Totally. So, the best way to handle that is to not even look at it. Yeah, which just I don't. Just look at the company. I don't
1: do. So, what matters is looking at the company. Exactly. Yeah.
0: So, for and example, think, in this banking crisis that we've just got into, yeah, we, we own one company and I wanted one bank and I wanted to go make sure that this new problem that I hadn't thought about any more than anybody else had, right? Mm hmm the the sort of remarking of bonds that are not marked to market therefore companies are not experiencing real losses mm-hmm. theoretically mm-hmm. until everybody takes their money out and then they really are going to experience real losses and nobody thought about that including me so the the one bank that we own you know absolutely dug in immediately on on the Thursday that this started happening and by the end of the weekend I was very confident Oh, okay. That this bank was as well run as I thought it would be. Oh, okay, okay. So I, I take your the point there.
1: Is. So that's really interesting because your point there is not the bank stock price dropped. Therefore, I need to go check it out. The point is an important distinction, which is there's a new piece of information that may affect the value the story. of right. the bank. Right. And I need to go check that out
0: right exactly yeah that was the only thought in my mind um and once i checked it out then i did look at the price hoping i could buy more
1: mm-hmm.
0: but that's it i'm that was the only reason to look at the price is if i'm if i've got some cash around that i could buy more with right then right. i'm interested right otherwise no i'm i love this bank and i love how well they came through this this is like damn, these guys are as good as I thought they were. So Well,
1: and also what came up for me when you were saying like the compounding process over five years and then another five years and then another five years and then eventually owning something for maybe your whole lifetime and beyond. And maybe you then bequeath that company to your kids and grandkids, which would be like, I mean, what a cool thought, right? Like you buy (laughs) something and and it, I think we we all I think par- partially because it's on the internet, our our buying and selling of stocks we we do online. It feels a little bit not real. It feels a little bit like a video game or a computer game or like mm-hmm. social media. I don't know, well, just something that's a little bit like I virtual. Mean,
0: good point.
1: And this concept of like literally actually owning a piece of a company that you then could give to your kids later on (laughs) like that brings it home in such a more concrete deep way that I've actually never thought about that because I don't have kids probably but like thinking about it in that way where it's something that you could own even like and give it to your family past dying, like really makes me think, oh, this is really serious. This, Uh, And in in a good way, not in a bad way, in like a way of like, yeah, I could really hand something down that matters.
0: Yeah, it is really serious. And one of the maybe mistakes that the guys made at Robin Hood, who built Robin Hood, Mm -hmm. is they made it frivolous. You know, right, that's a great example. So that confetti. one where they they
1: really leaned into the whole thing of it feeling very virtual and playish and computer gamey, totally.
0: Right, yeah, and um, and maybe that wasn't it wasn't the best thing to encourage people to think of it as frivolous and and to engage in just pure on gambling. You know, when when what we really want to do is we want to set aside money that will by itself compound. See, otherwise, see, I've if if this company, let's say, does well for four or five years and then has a problem, then I've got to take my money out, mm-hmm. and I've got to find another compounder.
1: Yeah, it's more work.
0: It's more work, and I would much rather leave it there, mm-hmm. um, just let it compound away. I mean, the, the classic example of a low growth company that Buffett's been in forever is is uh, C's Candy that he bought for twenty five million, and now C's Candy puts $65 million a year into Buffett's hands to be invested. And it's just like, man, I just, how about if that, and that was, you guys, that was 50 years ago that he <laughs> yeah. bought that company. So he crazy. bought American Express 50 years ago and he still got it. It's still compounding. And it's just like, man alive, the power of that, just to leave it alone is yeah. so wonderful. But what? For all the work you don't have to do in the future fifty years because you bought this wonderful compounder, you gotta do a bunch of work up front. Yeah, that's true. in order true. to buy it.
1: What's that book, Dad? It's called like hundred X something. Hundred X? You know what I'm talking about? It's about finding compounders that that um that give you a hundred X return.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I do know And what there's
1: you're a cool name that the, the person who wrote it came up with for that. That's commonly used, and I am completely blanking on it because I forget words now. Um,
0: four, some, they call it like four baggers or something. Bagger, like that, that's what it is. It's a bigger. hundred bagger. Ten hundred, bagger hundred, baggers. hundred
1: bagger. Yes, thank you. Um, that's a book that's all about this. Yeah. Like skipping, like the message is skip the ten baggers, skip the twenty baggers. Even though for most investors that would be like the greatest return ever we want to focus on the hundred baggers you're going to get a hundred yeah. x return and just stay with that company while it compounds the whole way along its life cycle um, and I just think like keeping that in mind I don't know how we ended up talking about this but I'm loving it like it's giving me mega Excitement! Aren't you loving my vocabulary today, Dad? I'm really glad we're (laughs) recording
0: this. (laughs) Oh my god! Yeah. Um, Well, the the company that I just talked about, uh, that theoretical company that we put ten thousand dollars in and it doubles our money at fifteen percent every five years and ends up we end up with ten million dollars, is. You'd have to call it a unicorn, right? Uh, Because they hardly exist. They do exist. They do happen. But they're pretty unicorny. Yeah. Because that's not a hundred bagger. That is a thousand bagger. True. That is a thousand to one return. And that does happen, but I don't think we can really count on it (laughs) in the least. That's rare. It's
1: rare to have that in a publicly traded company. It just is. It is rare. It's just too much.
0: It is rare, but here's here's the thing I wanted to say is that the reason we target this kind of return, that this kind of company, a company that can compound our money long term like that, mm-hmm. um, is because we don't want to constantly have to find something that's in the market. We don't want to be a trader on Wall Street. That's not that's not where our skill set's going to be, and that's not where you and I as just ordinary people with a, you know, a high school GPA of 2.8 and, you know, it's like not going to be anybody's valedictorian. Or who used the um, word
1: excitedly over and over. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which Or use the word excitedly over and over again. <laughs> We're just regular people. And for us to be able to find a company that could do this for us and fill a portfolio with them is from Wall Street's perspective, it's impossible. They just don't believe you guys can do that because they can't do it. You guys meaning me? They can't, you and everybody listening to us. Wall Street doesn't do it, and of course we've talked ad nauseum about why, Mm -hmm. right? Their short-term focus makes it impossible for them to wait for one of these companies to come along and put a lot of money into it. They're massively diversified, short-term focus. You can't do this kind of investing. But we know that thousands of people do do this kind of investing. And many of you who are listening are doing this kind of investing and our students are doing this and they're having success with it. And it may not be $10,000 becomes 10 million, but it certainly is the case that $10,000 can become Mm 100,000. That is, and that's huge, right? That is huge. So what what do you have to do when you start into this process so of looking start, at a Vista Outdoors? Yeah.
1: Thank, yes, Vista. So we right. have, yeah, let's get into it a little bit and then we'll probably continue in the next episode.
0: So what I really want to know is, can this be a compounder? Is this company going to be a long-term compounder for Love
1: me? it. I'm writing that
0: down. And that's right off the bat. That's the, the best way to think about that. And so before I start diving into that, maybe, maybe we should just start afresh with our next episode. Um, But I will give you a hint about where we're going. Um, The first thing I want to know is this, and you guys know I'm going to go here, is this something I can understand well enough to know it's a compounder or not? Mm -hmm. In other words, is the business simple enough for me? Is it predictable enough for me? That's the first thing I want to know. And then We'll get into the next pieces, which really are revolving around the idea of free cash flow, debt, quality of management. I Just have a first look at these things. We're just going to look at those those pieces. Hmm. Dominant market position. Do these guys, are they controlling their markets? So we'll, let's get into that next week. Okay. Sounds good. So this, this is good. We'll dive right into it. No more. You guys preamble. get one more week to do your fist outdoor research. Okay, so here we go. Vista coming up
1: next Thanks, everybody. Bye. Until then.
0: See ya. Hi, guys. Thanks for listening to Invested. If you enjoyed this episode and you want more information or to listen to additional episodes, visit our website at investedpodcast.com and sign up for my virtual workshop right there. Spots are definitely limited for this event. I'm not kidding. They really are. They sell out very quickly. So everything discussed on this podcast, by the way, is either my opinion or it's Danielle's opinion. And really important, it's not to be taken as investing advice, because I am not your financial advisor, nor have I considered your personal situation as your fiduciary. So remember that. You're on your own here. This podcast is for your entertainment and education only, and I really hope you enjoyed it.